0: Coffee with Colby, episode 29. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Colby, the show that's all about helping you put your best foot forward on your professional path. In the time it takes to enjoy one cup of coffee, we are going to cover the challenges that crop up in the workplace and how to balance your career and your personal life. This is all the stuff you need to know that they didn't teach you in school. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm Colby Reed, and this is my show. And today, I want to talk about the subject of being open and uh, this is kind of a more high level concept and what I specifically want to be talking about is why it is so important to be open in your career search and your career growth. Now last week I attended an event with the University of Oregon. Um, This is a great event where they bring PR students into a room and they get a chance to meet with established professionals in the Portland market and do some speed networking. We get about 15 minutes per round and we talk about all kinds of stuff. There are some students... Who want you to review their resume? There are some who want you to look at their portfolio. There are some who are looking for advice on networking. Some who want advice on how to maximize an internship. Some who want to learn about your specific type of uh, type of PR, what you do, uh, your industry, your agency, your organization, and so forth. It's it's a really fun event, and I've done it probably now seven or eight years, and it's something I really look forward to. But one theme. That comes up every single year in almost every single meeting. Actually, is this concept of the idea that there is some permanence of your first job out of school? Every student is—they're not just freaked out about finding work, about graduating and finding that first full-time job with benefits and a four hundred one k, and how they're going to make the jump from you know being a student and living the class schedule life and what that life is like to then moving into a nine to five. But they're kind of freaked out about finding the right job with the right company. It's not so much that they're they're being selective or that they're saying, oh, I have to work for this company or I have to work in this position or I have to do this. But it's this sense of They don't want to graduate, go to work somewhere, realize it was a horrible mistake, and feel like they have kind of screwed up their career path on the first step. They want to make a smart first step into the professional space, which I think is admirable and something we should all be looking to. But there's two reasons why this is a really flawed perspective. Um, And I will also say this goes for if you are an established professional and you're looking to move into a new field. You may feel like you've got to, since you're changing careers, you, you can't change jobs once you've changed careers. You can't go to one company and then change right away. You've got to make the right move and you've got to find the absolute perfect opportunity. But this is a flawed perspective. Here's why. Two reasons. Number one, first of all, I'd wager that about one in 10,000 people walk out of school or walk out of one job into a new career, and I'm not talking about you know changing from one company to another. I'm talking about changing from like selling insurance to being a scuba instructor. Very few people walk out of one position into another with a clear defined purpose in life. I will go to work for this company to pursue this role. I am 22 and I have my entire life sorted out. If this is you, good luck and God bless. But for the rest of us, It is not nearly so clear cut because quite frankly, I don't know about you, but I don't really know that I'm going to like doing something or that I'm going to want to do something until I, you know, get a chance to really get in and do it. Uh, Growing up, here's an example. Growing up, I was convinced, convinced that I was going to be a political science major and go into law. I loved to argue. I was great on our school's debate team. I loved politics. It felt like the perfect fit. But then I took two poli-sci classes. The first poli-sci class was great. I loved it. The second one, which got more into the meat, the first one was kind of just high-level, you know, talking BS about politics. The second one, I'm not exaggerating. I listened to this lecture for an hour every class, two classes a week. I followed every single word of what the lecturer was saying. I understood everything that was being said. This wasn't like... You know, they're talking about deep chemistry or something like that. i'm I'm literally everything that they're saying is making sense. and I would walk out of that class and have absolutely no clue what I was actually supposed to have learned or what I was being tested on. Um it was this this really weird disconnect in my brain. I have never experienced it before or since. Um, and this was also around the time that I started to think about what life would be like as, a litigator or someone in the courtroom, I, I, how I would feel if I was defending somebody that I knew was guilty or if I was prosecuting someone and they got away. So I changed directions. And for about 10 minutes, I was a psychology major. And then I realized that journalism and communications was my calling. I got a chance to get in and have some internships in radio and do some actual writing and do some actual reporting and see, okay, this is really what I want to be doing. And got really passionate about journalism after I graduated and that's where I jumped into and was really happy there for about six or seven years. But after I had established myself in that field for a little while, I ran into the second reason why you should not be thinking about your first job in a field as having to be the perfect job with the perfect company. The second reason why looking for the perfect job with the perfect company is flawed is because how you define the perfect job with the perfect company will change. Uh, Again, pulling from my own experience, I was incredibly fortunate when I graduated because I got a job at a great radio station in Portland doing broadcast journalism and doing the news. At the time, this was a great job with a great company for where I was in my life. I could learn a lot. I had opportunities for growth. I had really great coworkers, some of which 15, 20 years later, I'm still very good friends with, it was incredibly awesome. It was perfect for Colby at twenty-two, for Colby at twenty-seven. But then life changes. Um, it's one thing to work kind of the hectic inflexible schedule that news demands when you're a freewheeling young kid. But I wanted a family, I wanted flexibility, I wanted to be a super involved dad in my when I when we had um, when my wife and I decided to have a child or multiple children. Radio by nature, wasn't going to give me that. It's You're there on the air all day long. There isn't a great opportunity for you to duck out for two or three hours. So I had to look for a new opportunity. Again, I was really fortunate when I found my first agency in the PR world, Wagner Edstrom. While I was there, I got to work with some really smart people in a flexible environment, so I got that that new element that I needed. But after a few years of working in a larger environment a large team, a large organization, I wanted to have a smaller agency setting because that was going to give me the opportunity to grow some leadership muscles and some new business muscles that I maybe wasn't going to get uh, at, at Wagner Edstrom. It's no knock on, on Wag Ed. I love WagEd. I'm still friends with a lot of the people who work there. Um, but the, the, the goal, the perfect company, that perfect role, quote unquote, had changed. So I moved again. And then that role changed and I moved again. Your definition of the right job and the right company and the right the right lifestyle is going to change. It's going to evolve, and that's okay. We live in a time and an economy where people move around a ton, especially early in their career. You go to work for company A for a year or two or three. You get some experience. You also get a sense of what you like, what you don't like about the job, your work environment, what you're really good at, what your skills are, kind of where your sweet spot is, that then can help fuel your first career jump because you know better as to what it is you really want to do. Maybe you start out at a big firm, but you want to work somewhere smaller so you don't feel as lost or so you can be more hands-on with specific client needs. Or you start in a client-facing role and you want to move to something that has more internal responsibilities. This is all part of the feeling out and growth process. Now, That's all not to say that you can't graduate, start at the perfect company. I know a handful of people who put in 10, 15, 20 years at their first company before they move. Uh, Wagner-Edstrom is a perfect example of that. Uh, The Hoffman Agency where I worked, CMD, uh, another agency that I worked at, Uh, the Murdoch Trust, a company that I work at currently. These are all places where there are people who have been there for 15, 20 years, and that's wonderful. You never have to move, and I'm not saying that you have to move. What I am saying is that you shouldn't be afraid of moving and you shouldn't treat it like you're locking yourself into a lifetime's decision on your first job. Don't walk into a company feeling like this is a forever decision. This is, you know, at worst, a nine to 24 month decision. Um, This is also why it is so important to, yes, folks, I'm going to say it again. Like I say on every single episode of the show, keep doing your informational interviews the more that you meet with and talk with other professionals, even if you're perfectly content in your current role, the more that you're going to learn about other opportunities that are out there and you may be inspired to try something else. If you don't you don't believe me, here's one more example of being open to opportunity and how it can help you grow. When I was a junior in college and I was interning with my first radio station in Eugene, the second radio station, I guess I should say, because um, I'd had an, an internship in Portland before that, I had met with a program director and was presented with an opportunity to get some on-air experience. And the on-air opportunity was to join the 6 a.m. morning news on Saturdays. Um, Now, this is not a time that they have a huge listenership so they can afford to bring in some young voices and kind of use it as a training ground. The idea, as a college junior... Of, I'd have to, I'd be getting up around four in order to get to the station, prep the show, and then actually do the show from six to seven and then be done. Did not sound all that appealing at the time, but I was open to the potential experience. And while I was there, I met arguably one of the two, maybe three greatest mentors I've ever had in my entire career. Opened up huge opportunities for me to then move off of the Saturday morning shift onto, you know, some more. You know, pleasant hours during the week for a college student. Um, and then that led into opportunities with KXL in Portland and really kind of launched my career. I never would have had that opportunity if I would have said, well, I'm only looking for a job that is Monday through Friday between these hours. Because I was willing to open myself up to opportunity, a great opportunity presented itself. Your career is not a single mission. You don't land one job and then coast for 40 years. The professional workplace is like the biggest game of real life Donkey Kong you will ever see. We're all constantly moving forward and then trying to move upward when we can, all while trying to dodge giant barrels that wanna squish us in terms of you know challenges in the workplace and whatnot. But the good thing is that your career, just like in Donkey Kong, is a defined path. It knows where to go. You can have a map or you can just have a general direction. You can know, okay, I want to go from here to here to here to here, or you can know I need to head north. As long as you keep walking on that path and and moving yourself forward, you are going to get to your destination. You are going to find the job and the company that is right for you at that time, and you are then going to move on and find other opportunities down the, ra- ra- down the road <laughs> that are perfect for you at that time. And with that, that is episode 29 in the books. Episode uh, 30 will be coming at you before you know it. We actually, I'll explain this on a future episode, but we might play a little hopscotch here And we might do episode 31 before we do episode 30. And uh, I'll explain why uh, when we get there, if that actually ends up being the case. But uh, as always, I'm Colby Reed. You can hit me up on Twitter if you've got a story, uh, a topic for the show or a question at Colby Reed. And of course, would love that five star review on iTunes if you've got two seconds and wouldn't mind that. Uh, Otherwise, I'm Colby Reed and we'll talk next time.